Welcome to the Libra Lounge with Keisha, everyone. I'm assuming that today is Wednesday because I can't keep up with the days of the week. I mean, we have been off since, we've been off for like two months from like normal lifestyle and knowing what day of the week it is, knowing the actual date and stuff like that. Like I'm probably gonna be writing 2019. Right when I was writing 2020, now I'm right. I'm going to be back to writing 2019, but today is Wednesday. Happy day after Cinco de Mayo. Seis <laughs> of May. We um, tried to be as celebratory as we could yesterday for Cinco de Mayo. So basically it meant that when producer James and I got home, he made us margaritas. That's about all the celebrating that we did. We're in the process of reopening our boutique since Texas is now reopening. Come on, coronavirus, widespread number two. Um, so we're opening our boutique this Thursday. If you're in the Houston area or the surrounding area, we're down here in Dickinson. That's what, one, two, three, three exits away from Baybrook Mall, which is still closed, I think. But you know what? No, I think they may be open. Anyway, you don't want to spend your money there. You want to shop local. You want to shop small. So come on down here to my boutique, Sassy Class Boutique. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Instagram. Or you can go to our website, which is www.sassyclassboutique.com, and we'll ship anything you want to you. But, yeah, we're having our uh, reopening tomorrow, and I'm a nervous wreck. Like, I don't know. Y'all know me. I'm dramatical and all that. You cannot cough or sneeze in here. Like, don't even rub your eye while you're in here. Don't sweat. Nothing. Like, don't drop a piece of hair. Like, make sure when you leave, you collect all your hair that you might have dropped. You know what? Just wear a fucking full wig. That takes care of that situation. Um, I'm nervous because now we're going to have to implement all these new things to keep not only ourselves safe, but also our customers. Mostly, most importantly, keep us safe, though. And, um... So we're going to have to be sanitizing stuff and Lysoling things when every customer leaves. I'm I, I'm going to, I don't even know how I'm going to reach for money. I, I, I don't know. That's going to be weird. I'm going to be like, okay, give me, play. oh, I know what it is. I'm going to go back to the fifties. Uh, what was it? The forties or the fifties when black people would go into a shop and the white owner wouldn't exchange the money hand to hand. You had to put your shit on the counter. That's how we're going to do it here. I really thought you were going to say we need like a colored entrance, but, uh. That's not what you were going to say, was it? I mean, but we're going back to that 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 time where, you know, the colors go, to, go in through the back, whites <laughs> through the front. Well, here, you know what? We don't like anybody. We like green. So when you're paying your money, put your shit on the counter. We will get it. We don't want any titty money. We don't want any armpit money. Oh, None God. of that shit, okay? Your shit needs to come out of a Louis Vuitton bag <laughs> <laughs> or Gucci, Yves Saint Laurent, something like that. And, and then and then we'll do the exchange. But in all seriousness, we just want to make sure everyone is safe. They have a good time. We've made some fantastic changes here at the boutique. We are expanding our home decor section. So we're super, super excited. And we have clothes not only for, you know, the average size woman, but we also have plus size as well. Did I get everything, Producer James? I think so. I was trying to remember if this was a Libra Lounge with Keisha or an infomercial for Sassy Class. Both. <laughs> yeah. Y you can you can do that. I'm a triple motherfucking threat, okay? I'm a wife, I'm a boss, and I'm a host, okay? Yes, I'm trying to make sure you can uh, retire early. But you, if you want to keep on working, keep on working until you're 99. 
keep talking. You're going to talk your ass into having to work until you're 99 years of age. I don't care that he's on an oxygen tank. He's still going to work today. <laughs> Does his fingers work? Can he type a keyboard? Look, by then they'll have like those electronic things where you just say the words and it just types on there for you. They have that. They have today. that now, don't yeah. they? Oh, I, I don't like, have that. I think you mean like the uh, uh, Johnny Johnny mnemonic where you plug it into the back of your head. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So it can type out what you're thinking. Yeah, there you go. Exactly. All right, people. If, you know, if you're a friend of the Libra Lounge, you know what it's time for. It is. It's time for celebrity news and gossip with the Gab. We know she has a really big mouth, which sounds kind of dirty, and that's probably true, too. Let's gossip the gab with Keisha. All righty. Well, Miss Adele is breaking the interwebs today because she she's not a frequent person on, um, what is it called? The Internet? on social media okay. that's what i meant she's not she doesn't post a lot like adele will make four posts per year but today is her birthday or yesterday was her birthday and she posted a photo of herself and that is not the fat cupcake eating adele that we once knew she looks really good adele looks like she's probably a size four um i don't know if you guys remember when adele first came out on the scene she was um she was pretty plump i think before she wrote uh any of her my heart was broken love songs she had to eat it she required herself to eat a cake first and after she successfully recorded the song she rewarded herself with another cake but she is not living that life anymore i remember not too long ago she was at one of drake's parties and when she posted the pictures a lot of people were just stunned at how small she was but she looks good she she well, at that drake party she looked a little bit too skinny but now she looks good she still looks healthy she's still super cute like she's always been but bitch looks good i mean i guess that divorce did the body good so do you think that uh female artists the ones who write like the most like hardcore relationship type songs like the uh lennis morissette some mm -hmm. of those do you think they should turn hot or if they should be homely and chunky in order to keep the emotion you know i'll go back to since you you use alanis morissette as an example her um first big cd came out when we were in high school and it was a beast Jagged Little Pill. Jagged Little Pill was a beast. Every single song, even that song that was like at the end when you thought the CD was over and you waited five minutes and another song came on, that one was even good. I mean, she spoke every angry, my boyfriend cheating on me and dick down another girl. She wrote all the anthems for us. And then she, you know, her, her look was very grunge. It, it was part of, it was part of the style back then. It was very grunge. She had her hair very long, parted down the middle with like a little body weight. So she covered her face a lot. Then bitch started dating. Who was it? Damn. Uh, Dave Kool-Aid from Full House. She did. I know. But... She got all, okay. She, I guess he's got, he got a little good dick. And she came back with a, ha a happier album. And it did not do well. Yeah, no one wants. I I don't want happy women relationship songs. I want angry woman. Yeah, she wasn't angry anymore, and she since then has not been angry. 
Sis Dave Touye, I want to say she dated Ryan Reynolds. How can you be angry when you're dating Ryan Reynolds? Why are you looking at me? I know exactly what I'm talking about. No, I'm just trying to imagine that. Yeah, they dated. Um, so I guess she's just living her non-selling albums ass happily in Canada. <laughs> so, but in Adele's case, I think a lot of people forget that Adele is really young. Adele has always come off more mature. It's that voice. That she, even her she look. She sounds like she should be 45. Even her look, it just, she just looks older, but she just turned 32. What? No, 31 or 32. Exactly. Are you serious? I'm very serious. Actually, you know, each of Adele's albums is uh, titled off of the age that she is. Oh. Yes. I think that, it's, you know. I thought that was a number of cheesecakes she had that day. No, a lot of people don't know this, but Adele was a songwriter and backup singer long before she became Adele. I just, I, I, she's just a really good writer. I don't think that she proved with her last album, which was, hello, it's me. That stalking song, that <laughs> album that had the stalking, uh, you know, she gave the recipe for stalking on it. She was skinny then. Yeah, I mean, I I heard her name more so from people saying they inspired her or they look up to her mm -hmm. than I did before I ever heard a song of hers. Every single album that she has released, each one has gotten better and better and better. That sh There has not been a downward spiral. I think part of that is because she's not... She doesn't want to be, she's not all about being a celebrity. Adele comes off as a cool ass girl that you want to hang out with. I mean, and if there's any evidence of that, just go to uh, Carpool Karaoke with uh, James Corden and type in Adele's, that, that's Adele. I, a lot of people know I'm not a huge fan of Adele's music at all, but I love Adele. Like I, I want to skin her sometimes, like she's just so cool. I want to be her best friend. Um, her voice just kind of sounds like she's eating a Popeye's chicken biscuit. That, but y'all know me, I'm weird, and that's just me. So, um, yeah, Adele looks good. Most definitely go to her Instagram page and check it out. She looks good. She's got on a dress above the knee. She just she she looks good, you know. So I don't, but I don't think that Adele is one of those people that would let the pressures of Hollywood standards and sides really get to her because even after her success, she stayed fat for a while. You know what I'm saying? So I guess we'll see. But yeah, I think her divorce, she's very, very private. But I, we do know that she separated from her husband. I don't know if they're officially divorced or not. But if you look at the Instagram post, you'll, she insinuates how rough the past year has been. So I'm going to think that there's a fat, happy Englishman <laughs> over there because he divorced <laughs> Adele. And I'm sure he got lots of money because if you think about it, when they started dating, she was still fat Adele. She didn't probably make him sign a prenup. What do you think? I mean, he may have bought her a cookie or something. I don't know. It she's probably like, oh, my gosh, I found love. He knocked me up. No, I love you. I love you. No. You don't we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. But he's pretty private, too. I can't even tell you what the guy's name is. Oh, it's probably Nigel. Or something like that. Something we've never. British. I don't think we've seen a picture of Adele's son. And I, I want to say his name is something like. Archibald? No. <laughs> Oh, I think it's like August or Augustine. Don't uh, call me on that. It starts with an A. Anyway, moving right along. Uh, you know, we got some really, really shocking and sad news. 
Everyone knows I'm a huge fan of the Little Women franchise with Little Women Atlanta being my favorite. We even um, interviewed one of the cast members, Money Cachette, what, last year? Yep, we did an interview year. with her? Well, we got news that Minnie, everyone knows Minnie, Mama Minnie, who is, I would say she was the star of the show because everything kind of revolved around her relationships with each one of the cast members. Yeah. She was tragically killed. Um, what was it? Last, two, last, let me see. I think she got into the wreck Sunday and passed away Monday night from complications due to the accident. Now, there's been some back and forth about what actually happened. Originally, it was stated by her family and on, let me see, pretty much all of the media sources, with the exception of one, that one being TMZ. Everyone reported that Minnie was driving and she got into a head-on collision with someone, and it was a hit-and-run. The person left the scene and all of that. Um, excuse me, I don't know what the details were as far as her injuries, but that was the story. And then, of course, TMZ hiding out in bushes, pretending like they're medical staff at hospitals. They came up with a story saying that it actually was not a hit-and-run. Many hit a curve and lost control of her vehicle, and she actually ran into someone else, and that person did not leave the scene. So... I haven't heard anything otherwise, but that's the story. I believe that her funeral services are going to be May 9th, and you can go to her website. Uh, I'm not sure what it is, but just Google in Minnie Jackson's. Is it Minnie Jackson or Minnie Ross? I think it's Minnie Ross, if I'm not mistaken. I think Ross. I think it's Ross. Um, you can go to her website, and they're going to have a virtual funeral that you can um, – so you can join in and see. I don't even know if they're still at the point now that you can only have so many people at funerals. I think so. I think they're still they're still doing that. Okay, I so guess. I mean, well, th that's that's to the in this situation that's to the advantage of her fans because because of that they're going to have live stream it so we can all participate in I, some type of way um, for the funeral. I think it's a really good point because. Uh, before this whole thing, I never heard of anybody live streaming a funeral. No. And, and now I think when somebody finally like broke the seal, now it's okay. I think, I you'll think see a lot that it's going to remain this way for a lot yeah. of people because if you think about it, one of the hardest things to do when someone passes his way is trying to get all of the family, all of the friends who are all spread out to, one, be able to afford the airline ticket, take the time off from work, and just it's, it's a lot. But doing it this way... I think this is going to be a new option that funeral homes actually present to their customers. And if it's not, we should like copyright that idea right now and say, well, you better get on it right now, right now, right now, get off the mic, do it, do it. That is our, our idea. We're about to open up a whole funeral home, a whole one, a whole Minoans funeral home. Okay. <laughs> but this is really sad news. And I'm just like, damn, that one, that one really shocked me. And I was really sad because I have watched Little Women LA, I mean, Little Women Atlanta since day one, despite how much my husband and mother made fun of me for watching the show. It's funny. It's good entertainment. They're a little bit hood. They're a little bit prissy. You've got the twerking twins. It, it was good, good TV. And Miss, Miss, Miss Minnie's most definitely going to be missed. And I'm sure they have probably already recorded much of the upcoming season probably i can't i cannot see them not adding this on to the end of the season yeah it's got to be one of those like special editions or special episodes maybe I'm so sure. because um if you're a fan of little women atlanta 
uh, one of the stars, Emily, you guys remember during her pregnancy, we, they followed that story and she went on to the spinoff Little Women Dallas and her, she had her son and then her, her son passed away. So what they did was they incorporated the funeral um, to the end of that season. So I'm thinking that's something that they will, they, they got to do something. Because, I mean, she was a fan favorite of the show. I, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm just like, what? how are they going to do the show? Oh, if it turns into like the juicy hour, I'm out. Totally out. Here's the thing <laughs> is that much of the show, I'm going to break it down to you. Much of the show is, is, if you've never seen it, a lot of people say, oh, gosh, is this just about little women? You forget they're little women, okay? Because it's, no, shut up, don't. James. <laughs> yes, you do. Don't listen to him. Y'all know no, he's, he's, ugh. Anywho, much of the show revolves around Minnie and Minnie's drama with Miss Juicy. That's been since day one. Minnie being mama bear to the, t to the tiny twins. That was part of it. And then kind of been, you know, at the beginning, Money and Minnie were best friends. And then we saw the demise of that relationship. So as I said, it was Minnie's show in a lot of ways. It was. I, I, I would really hate to see the show end. But they're going to have to think of something fast. They're going to have to. Well, do you think? Well, because they were adding in a few additional characters here and there, right? Like that one, like little bodybuilder black chick that was rapping or is it a different she's city? not a bodybuilder but you're well, talking about abira again abira yeah. came onto the scene and it was beef between her and minnie that's true then they went on to be friends then last season minnie was playing manager to the tiny twins and abira while juicy was playing manager to let me see bump man oh and the cheeks which the cheeks have broken up when you when you describe the show, <laughs> the name it sounds like a fucking Saturday morning cartoon. Here's the thing. Not to a black person, not to a Hispanic person. That sounds completely normal because we all have fucked up nicknames You know, the cheeks like working with Juicy, talking to yeah. Bumpman, coming around the corner to squeeze yes. quiz. I always, tell, I always say to people, you know, a, you know a person is black by how, if they have a tootie in their life. <laughs> Every black person has a tootie in their life, okay? That's um, a fact of so, life. All of those nicknames are, they just sound normal. Okay, so since you brought that up, let's go down to each each person's name on the show versus what their real their name actual is. actual name. Okay, so let's start off with Minnie. Minnie. Minnie's real name is Ashley. Why, if you're a little person, would you go with Minnie and not call yourself Maxie? I, I'm pretty sure that uh, it's probably a nickname that her mama probably called her Minnie. Probably so. Because she was a mini her. I, yeah. I'm just assuming that's just yeah, how okay. things go. Yeah. Okay, then we have Left Cheek, who is, her real name is Brie. Right. Right Cheek's real name is Emily. Uh, these are all white girl names. I know. You know what I mean? Then we have Money. What is Money's real name? I cannot remember Money's real name. I don't remember. You, it's Tiffany. Oh, yeah, it's right. Tiffany. Yeah, Tiffany. We're still going down the list of white girl All names. of these black chicks yes! are white girl names. This well, I'm crazy. about to mess that up a little bit. Oh. Um, then we have Miss Juicy, whose real name is Charlene, which is still not bad. That's Southern. Then That's... we have um, the tiny twins, Amanda and Andrea. So what are so do they have a like a twin name? No, just, no, no, no. They, they, they just, just have a group name, the tiny yeah, okay, twins. Okay. Then we have Bumpman, whose real name, I believe, is Robert. 
And then we have Little Vicious, who is a Bira. Oh I'm so, I, I, I actually remembered Sissy. all of them. That's really good. I'm I know, really... I know. I impressed myself. So, if, like I said, if you're a fan of Little Women uh, Atlanta, you can pop on to either Money's Instagram page or the Tiny Twins Instagram page and get the details about the virtual uh, celebration of life that they're having for Ms. Minnie. Lastly, y'all know I have to talk about Tiger King um, just because he won't go away. No, I mean, not at no. all. Everyone has already se everyone has already seen the documentary that was on Netflix. He hit a height of popularity. It's slowly going down a little bit. You know what I mean? Because you have a friend who actually grew up on a zoo. Yes. Okay. He kind of changed things around for me because I will always say that I did not like the treatment of any animals. And anyone who knows me knows that I am a, a huge animal freak. James has like put a tap. We cannot have any more animals until this happens, okay, Keisha? But I will probably end up having a mini zoo. Your uh, friend Paul watched the show, and he was like, "I first 30 minutes, I was done. I was in tears. I didn't even think Paul could cry. I didn't think Paul had feelings. But he was so disgusted by the treatment of animals. And you know what? Beyond in the entertainment factor of it, because it was entertaining, you have to know, you have to walk away with knowing that none of those people were good people because of the way that they treated the animals. But long story short, Joe Exotic is trying to get President Trump to pardon him, which every fucking criminal is trying to do right now. Bill Cosby's trying to do it. R. Kelly, R. Kelly, you might as well forget it. You are a sexual predator. I would, okay, I would pardon Joe Exotic and force R. Kelly into what Joe got as punishment. I think that would be fair. Here's the thing. I, not that I think. Or just hand, know, or just hand R. Kelly over to Carol Baskin. And see what the fuck happens. Her, happens. her tiger's going to eat good that day. They're going to have dark meat chicken. <laughs> um, dark meat turkey. I'll say this. Let's say President Trump pardons Joe Exotic. He's, he's done stupider things. I think part of his, so when you're pardoned, do you go? You don't go on parole or anything like that, right? You're pardoned basically means you didn't commit a crime. You're All right, done. but being a president, he can put stipulations in there, correct? Sure. Okay. Part of the stipulation is that he cannot own any exotic animals. I think that would be more than fair. Fair. I think so. You're gonna have to find something else to do. I, I, I mean, you could possibly still work with exotic animals, but he cannot own any exotic animals. I think another stipulation that would be good is if he uh, made Joe Exotic his campaign manager for 2020. James? I think that would be James, awesome. I could see that fucker doing that, okay? <laughs> and Joe Exotic will fake sing a song about how great President Trump is. That, that was the biggest upset to me. When you told me, Keisha, it's not really him singing. They just reported it on the news, and I'm like, what? I don't shock very easily, but I was hurt. Well, remember how shocked we were when we heard the song, and yeah, for, I was and like, we thought, I'm like, like wow, how does this nasally effeminate weirdo tend to pull out the fucking Conway Twitty voice? And my response to that was, look at people like Adele. You hear them talk with this nasally British accent, and then they sing, 
she don't sound like Barry White. No, and that's true. Here, for people who know from like the '80s, early '90s singer Michelet, oh, who yeah. has a squeaky, high-pitched speaking voice, but then is a monster when she's singing. You would never think it. You would never know it's the same person. I just looked at it as being something like that. But no, he had a whole heard another person singing his music. So uh, we'll see. I, I'll say this. I would not be horribly surprised if President Trump did pardon him. He just does goofy shit all the time. Yeah, that would just, that would secure it for me that this is, life is just, is a comedy it really really is alrighty when we get back we're gonna have a little Mother's Day show I believe producer James is gonna ask me about all the joys of motherhood we will be right back sassy class boutique is the hot spot for your fashion beauty and home decor desires we celebrate women of all shapes and sizes with our trendy collection of regular and plus-size clothing looking for the right accessories we have upcycled Louis Vuitton handbags, vegan purses, and jewelry to add sass to your class. We also offer health and beauty products from salon quality hair care to cruelty-free makeup. Our edgy home decor items will make you the envy of all of your neighbors. Sassy Class Boutique also offers custom items like shirts, hats, and other gifts for any occasion. All of our vendors are female-owned small businesses, and together we are Sassy Class Boutique. Located at 3709 Fatter Drive in Dickinson, Texas, 77539. Or shop anytime with us at www.sassyclassboutique.com. Welcome back to the Libra Lounge with Keisha show. I want to remind you guys to make sure you're following us on Facebook and Instagram. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and also subscribe to us on iTunes and give us a five-star rating. You can also find the podcast on the TuneIn app, the Laughable app, and iHeartRadio. James, you know what you gave me? You were spitting out some knowledge the other day. You were telling me about our numbers. Y'all, they actually have me in the mix of national podcasts. And you know what? I'm not the last one. <laughs> I, you know, it's it's weird for me when he tells me like, hey, your show was number da 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 da. Hey, you had this many downloads. I'm like, people really be listening to us, huh? It's just we do this and then we carry on with life. And I'm like, I cannot imagine someone in their vehicle listening to podcasts, and I'm one of the podcasts that they listen to. But how I, I do want you to continue doing that. And if you would like extra perks from the Libra Lounge Rikisha, you can become a Patreon. Become a patron on Patreon. Oh, for fuck's sake. I think by now they know exactly what I'm talking about. Go on to Patreon and become a patron of the Libra Lounge with Keisha, correct? That's right. And there's all kinds of perks that you can get. If you do one level, you'll be able to... Come hang out with me and ask me questions about business. Ask me relationship questions, all kinds of things like that. Um, so for more information, you can either DM us or go to patreon.com. Is that right or did I just make that website up? No, that's right. Okay, because I totally didn't know. <laughs> anyway, so we want to wish all the moms, stepmoms, and people who are playing a motherly role a happy early Mother's Day from producer James and I. I believe you have some questions about motherhood for me. 
I do. I'm surprised you can't answer them yourself with you being such a biatch. <laughs> <laughs> so these are all questions that I've heard over the years, women mm -hmm. or people say, about how awesome motherhood is. And we're just going to ask. That's a lot already. You, well, there, no. There's a lie right there because motherhood is not always awesome. Right. Yeah. So, all right, first question. We're going to start at the very beginning. Every mother I talk to says how amazing, what a wonderful experience childbirth was. Was it an amazing gift from the Almighty? No, it's fucked up. <laughs> At least mine was. I I had a great pregnancy, despite the fact that the day, baby, day, baby, baby daddy was driving me insane. But my pregnancy was pretty smooth and pretty good. I, I gained like 20 pounds. That was it. But in true Holman fashion, things had to make a drastic, dramatic turn, all right? First of all, Scholar refused to come out. <laughs> she just was snug as a bug in a rug. She didn't want to come out. She was a week late. They stretched my cervix. That didn't work. I drank a bottle of castor oil in three gulps. That didn't work. I ran from a dog that, I mean, I wasn't purposely trying to run from the dog. I was trying to walk the baby out and then the dog kind of chased me. But needless to say, it didn't work. Sex didn't work. Nothing worked. And finally they're like, okay, we're going to, we're going to induce you, which is not a bad thing. When you know you're scheduled for an induction, you can get things more prepared. So you think, unless things go wrong. Um, Went to the hospital to get induced, uh, was in labor for 14 hours, and only dilated to A1. Bitches still be out running marathons and working and shit, and they're dilated at a 4. I had been induced for 14 hours and only dilated to a 1. Um, got a fever, and mind you, during all of this process, we've got like 23 people going back and forth in, in the room waiting for Scholar to come. My dad's like, oh, well, you know, uh, do I need to call in to work? I mean, what you think? We don't have a baby type. I'm not a fucking uh, OBGYN. I don't, just like you sitting in this room wondering what the fuck's going on, I'm sitting in this room wondering what the fuck is going on. So it got to the point that um, I started running a high fever, and they were like, well, she's basically cooking the baby. We think we better do an emergency C-section. So they'd already given me an epidural went into the operating room and they started the c-section and i was like hey i can feel that and they were like uh okay what are we doing you're poking me with something sharp yep a spinal block so i had a spinal block um i was so doped up i mean i i got to see scholar when she came out and then they took her scholar was great perfectly healthy perfectly pretty pretty as baby hands down in a nursery I'm not saying that because I'm biased. I'm saying that because all the nurses said that. Um, but I was fucked up. Um, I was still running a fever. And that night after the C-section was the worst pain. And I was stuck in the hospital for five days. Baby was ready to go. Baby was doing outfit changes. Um, she was singing, you know, she every night she was singing different songs. Um, she was just entertaining. And I was, couldn't act right. Yeah, so we were there for five days. So it was pretty painful. Um, but, yeah, that, that's my childbirthing story. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so um, next one is uh, one I often hear women say at first. Okay. And then the story afterwards is much different. Mm -hmm. um, 
my life won't change much after I have a baby. Is that what happened? When I hear women say that, like when you're watching a show and there's a pregnant person, I'm like, oh, the baby, no. <laughs> the baby doesn't adjust to your life. You adjust to the baby trying to be, you trying to implement the baby into your life. You are a slave to that child for the rest of your life. I'm, I'm not going to even say 18. For the rest of your life, if you're a mom like me, which I'm the type of mom when Skylar gets married, I'm like, okay, great and all, but I need you to live on the same street as me, maybe five houses down, but I still need to see you daily, I need to see my grandkids daily. I'm that kind of mom. But no, I mean, even when you first bring the baby home, it is their schedule because they're on a feeding schedule. And yeah, when I hear women say that, I was like, she's in for a fucking huge surprise and I wish that they were recorded so I can see it and laugh. <laughs> so <laughs> no, it is not. I mean, you finally get into a groove, but it is a completely different groove than you had as a single woman. I always tell pre pregnant people, I'm like, the baby's in the best place right now because you still pretty much dictate your own life. Once the baby comes out, game over. Mm. Yeah. Did uh, mothering come naturally yeah. to you? For me, yeah. I've always wanted to be a mom. I can actually remember even when I was like in elementary school, I was an only child, so I had to learn how to play with myself and make up things. And I, th there was times that I would put something in my shirt to be pregnant. I wanted to be pregnant. I wanted to have a baby. I, I've, I've never not wanted to be a mom until the teenage years came. But that's a different story. I always wanted to be a mom. Never a question. Whenever someone tells me, no, I don't want to have kids. It's the oddest thing to me. I just could not imagine not wanting to be a mom. But, I mean, I get it. And some people are just not built that way. I, I was. So when you have a baby, how mm -hmm. often, I'm sorry, how awesome is that great big mom's club you all of a sudden become a part of? Ooh. Oh, my God. It's like a fucking gang, and instead of getting jumped in, you go through childbirth. That's how you're initiated in. You get bred in. Oh, I will say this. <laughs> Skylar's getting ready to graduate in a couple of weeks, and I am so, so glad. There are some bitches I never have to fuck with again. Because you, you, you do have to play that mom game. For a long time, and I'm almost done. I don't have to do it. I'm like, fuck you, fuck your kid. Your kid's a bitch. I wanted to kick her ass. All kinds of things. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's the mom club. It is. It's. Is it a full, flat-out lie, or is there some truth to it? Here's the thing: is that, yeah, it is a such thing as the quote-unquote mom's club. But nowadays, it seems a lot harder. Because moms try to want one one each other up, mm. and it's and sometimes when I look, I'm like they aren't really trying to help other moms. They're trying to make other moms look and feel bad. And yeah, and it wasn't that bad whenever Scholar was little. Um, I, I and one thing about it was that you know there were times that I would like the mom, but I couldn't stand the fucking kid. I'm like this really makes our relationship awkward. I just want to talk to you. I don't want to go out on play date where you bring your kid. Can we just go on a play date where it's me and you and I bring my kid? Your kid's an asshole. You run into that. Then you run into, you know, you get mommy friends and things are going well. You get along with the mom. The kids get along well. Then 
that kid starts becoming a drug dealer, having sex, um, robbing stores, and you're, you got to have a meeting. You're like, this is no longer working for me. Uh, I think we're going to do We're grown apart. They have to break up. It's hard, it's hard breaking up with mommy friends. Is it better to be pregnant with your friends or separate from your friends? Now, you know I don't like to do nothing with nobody. <laughs> I'm a selfish hoe. I did have a friend who was pregnant during the same time as that I was pregnant with, Skylar. And it, it really wasn't that bad, you know. It really, really wasn't. It was, it was, I was upset about it. First of all, it, damn, you can't even let me be pregnant by myself. Stalker. Is, do we have the same baby daddy? We didn't. I'm just kidding. But um, that was fine. I, and, and there's, it's good to have someone who's going through the same thing as you during the same time. So, yeah, there's advantages to it, most definitely. Okay. Um, how amazing was the bonding during breastfeeding? Uh, Scholar would latch on and go to sleep. <laughs> she wouldn't suckle. <laughs> she came into this world lazy and lazy she still is. Now she would latch on and just fall asleep. She wouldn't suckle. She just wanted to suck on a titty. She just wanted a titty in her mouth. That was it. She's like, I don't need the nourishment, but this feels kind of cool. You know, can I, I can just do this? Um, so I had to pump, pump, and I had to go between pumping my breast milk and giving it to her. And then you know how fucking paranoid I am. But I was like, we got to do formula two. What if I die? Then my baby can't have my breast milk. Then she's going to starve to death. So we did both. Um, but our bonding thing was she was so, so cute. When she was first born, I would put her up and her head would be on my shoulder. And she would move as close to my neck as possible. I guess that was our bonding instead of the whole breastfeeding thing. Okay. So we're going to jump a few years ahead now. Yeah. So, um. When your daughter has her first period, uh -huh. is it is it really a truly magical thing where you talk about the strength of your femininity, oh, like on the commercials? Fuck no. I, I'll be honest with you. The week before Skylar started, I think my mommy's spidey senses went up, and I was like, you know what? Let me teach Skylar and, and James how to put on a pad in case she's with him and I, I'm not there you know, for whatever reason. So we did a little session on how to put pads on a panty and they both said the same thing. The wings don't go up. No, they don't go into flight. They're there to keep the fucking shit glued to your underwear. Uh, and I'm glad we did do that. Uh, fortunately, Scholar, the next week started a period, but we were already home. And I gotta be honest with you. I felt so sorry for her. And I'm like, and so it begins. Because you, as a woman, you know, parents are pretty damn annoying. It really is. I, I honestly feel like we should be able to get an email each month saying you're not pregnant. And then just go on with life. <laughs> I don't see the need for the cramps, the bleeding, none of that. Um, so I kept her home the next day. Just, you know, just so she could see how things went and make sure she was comfortable and make sure I was over the crying spell and could go on with life. So. Anyway, uh, when we get back from this break, uh, Producer James has a few more questions uh, to me about motherhood. And then we have a special segment that is all about local small businesses. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Libra Lunch with Keisha. We have a special Mother's Day episode. Producer James has been asking me um, 
questions about the highs, the lows, everything that is motherhood. So what you got next? So um, how bad do you feel because you're such a bad mom when you complain about how hard it is sometimes? Ooh. <laughs> you know what? I am, I have a very tough exterior. Is that right? Yep. Yes. But most people that really know me know how sensitive I really am, especially when it comes to my child. You know, I'll fight a I'll fight a three year old hoe for my daughter. You know what I mean? Um, I will snatch your whole entire wig off. I don't care that you're like five. It you do you, you sometimes it's so frustrating. There's times of tiredness. There's times of I don't knowness. There's times of I can't deal with this tantrum. There's times of, I don't know what the fuck to do. And there's times that you take out the frustration on your children, you yell, and then I always feel guilty about it. I mean, we, I, we do that now. You know, she does something that's just like, oh my gosh. Did, did you really think before you did that or said, you know, said that? And you get frustrated and because mommyhood is a lot of repeating the same shit over and over and over again until you scream to an octave where you potentially can have brain aneurysm, then you feel guilty about it. So yeah, there's a lot of guilt that goes with motherhood. There's guilt when you got to take your baby to the first day of daycare. There's guilt, you know, the first time you take them to preschool. I mean, I cried every first day up until... Fourth grade, was she like, I got it. Don't even get out of the car. And I'm like, are you, f I cried then because she wouldn't let me walk her to class. She's like, I've done this same school, same routine. I got this. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of times that you're in bed. You're like, did I do the right thing? Did I say the right thing? Or what do I do? What should I do? You're constantly in fear of fucking up a child's life or fucking up a person's life forever. And them having to go through years and years and years of um, pro using Prozac and going to therapy. So, yes, I hope that answers your question. It is. Yes. Uh -huh. um, okay, so I got two more. Uh, next one is, how much do you miss your pre-parent life? I don't. I never did. Really? No. Uh-uh. I, I lived it up as far as I saw, you know. Um, I was living it up and probably was going to have a hard crash had I not gotten pregnant with Skylar. Um, no, I've never been one. I, I No, I've never missed pre-motherhood. I just, I didn't. I like, And I think that goes into the fact that I always wanted to be a mom. Um, so, no. I think a lot of folks do, do you think? What? Well, a lot of moms, especially kind of younger moms, because you watch all the teen mom shows and all that. Right. Do, do you think that the younger a mom is, the more chance there is that they'll miss their pre-parent life and yeah. try to capture it or something like that? I think you could be at any age and still miss the pre-mom life. Um, the only thing about it is with being a young mom, I had scholar when I was 21, 22, is there's going to be some years of struggling, you know, struggling financially, I mean, look at how much a person changes from 20 to 30. And Skylar was pretty, it was there for all of that. Um, but I, no, mm -mm, I, I didn't. 
So last one, and this is a tough one. I've missed my pre-baby weight. <laughs> That's I miss. And still miss. Like, I, I just start stopped saying, it's baby weight. I mean, when she hit 17, I was like, I guess I can't fucking say this anymore because let's still use it as an excuse. It's just, it's baby weight. And, and, and your kids, okay, that doesn't matter, you know. That's just, that's just the number. What's your last one? Last one is, and it's phrased kind of condescending, uh -huh. but it's the way that it's portrayed nowadays. Okay. Why is being a single mom so awesome, empowering, and amazing, and every woman should try it? That is so fucking dumb, and I hate it when people say that shit. It is a lie. That is such a lie. That is you trying to be part of a cause. It is... It's not fair for people to put that out there like that because it isn't true. Being a single mom is one of the hardest things ever because you don't have that other parent. I'll say for my situation, I didn't have the other parent there to, at the end of the night, lay down with and talk about things. I mean, not until you came along. Um, I didn't have the other parent like, what do we do? You know, what, what, what? I didn't have the other parent to hand the baby off to when I needed to do something or, you know, I had to work late or, you know, whatever. I think that's stupid. It is not an empowering thing. It is, it is a tiring thing. It is a always questioning your decisions thing. It is hard. Sometimes it is lonely. Financially, it's hard. Um, you are the everything to that child. There is no tag team or anything like that. It's not. And I do, will never understand why some single moms portray it like that because it's not true. I mean, it's not true at all. I always kind of thought of it like, um, you know, something that's hard. People either uh, kind of relish in the fact that it's hard and call out that it's hard and say people shouldn't do this because it's hard and, and tough. And on the flip side, some people be like, well, yeah, this is hard and tough. Therefore, because you did it, you're entitled to be called a hero or, you know, like they turn it around to where it's, it has to be empowering because it was hard and it was a bad idea, but it must be good that you did it. That makes sense? Right. Yeah. So. Yeah, it was um, it it was hard. It it's single parenthood is a struggle, and I'll say that for males too because it's hard. And then I don't know how some people have multiple kids and they're a single parent. So would you? So if um, Skylar came up to you or anybody's child, and and talked about like they want to have a child, mm -hmm. but they either a don't want to have a partner mm -hmm. or they're just got knocked up and want your advice on what to do what would you tell them i will tell it's doable it's doable to be a single parent it's, it's still enjoyable to be a you're still a parent you know so there's the highs and lows of that i will tell them that if someone is choosing to be a single parent usually that is a person who's older someone who's already financially stable Someone who has already, you know, planted seeds like, okay, they have a home, they've got a career, they know they can make it, you know, financially without a partner. And they, nine times out of 10, they have a strong family unit right there that they know they're going to have. That's fine. It's still going to be some hardship, but not as much as just, holy shit, I'm pregnant. 
So yeah, so what you just described sounds way more like somebody who chooses to have a child. Exactly. As opposed to the choice to keep an Keep oopsie. a child, right, yeah. yeah. And I've told other single parents, well, women, younger women who are pregnant and they ask about, because we do make it look easy. You know what I mean? A lot of single moms, you see the good aspects of it. You see us taking our kids to the museum or going to our child's dance classes and all these things are how cute the kids are dressed. So they're not like, oh, I can do this. I'm like, no, 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 no. No. Those are just the highlights. You know what I mean? She looks really cute in that picture, but that bitch cried for an hour while I was trying to do her fucking hair. <laughs> that bitch also, before that photo shoot, she was in the middle of fucking Target. Because I remember back then, Target and Walmart had the photo things. Yep. One time, Scholar went there and laid out in a big, beautiful, white, custom-made dress in the middle of fucking Walmart on the floor and said, I'm not taking pictures. But when you see the picture, the cute picture of her, you don't know the story behind it, okay? It was really a threat from the photographer. I was like, ma'am, we are not going to be able to do this. So she goes, are we going to take the pictures? And the pictures are great. <laughs> she didn't look at the camera, not once, but the pictures came out beautiful. Some of my favorite, you would never know she was screaming bloody murder right before that, and that I was in tears as well. You know what I mean? You don't see, you don't get to see that part, you know? You don't get to see the part, you know, you take pictures of your kid in dance class. You don't know the part where I had to work over that day. I had to get someone to pick my kid up, or I had to pick my kid up from school, go back to work, get home, feed that kid, get that kid's homework done, and then go to dance class. You, they don't see the struggle before. Yeah, well, I thought I was done, but I got a, I got another one I've been thinking about. Okay. So, you know, Skylar is almost an adult. Yes. So she'll be 18. Stop, in, don't make me cry. In 12, <laughs> oh sorry, in 22 days. So as an, a parent of an adult child, because mm -hmm. um, we're a very open family, mm -hmm. what, where would you want to draw the line at, with her as an adult when something becomes – too much information or something you don't want to hear about that your that your child even your adult child needs to bring to you oh my god i'm already in tears oh, did you? <laughs> i'm already in tears because my baby's turning 18 <laughs> it's been a long road it has and there was a lot of bumps in the road that she knew nothing about because i shielded her from it and just like holy shit my kid's turning 18 and graduating you know I still want to coddle her. It just, I do. It's like, you have, like, it's hard to describe. I feel, I don't say, tell people, oh, Scholar is my best friend. I always say, Scholar's my ace. Like, she's went through everything with me. Like, I became who I am now with her right there with me. So, we're always really honest and open about everything with her and it's just you think back because it was hard and you always wondered was I good enough did I do enough and that's part of motherhood and you want your child to be happy and healthy and you're, but you're always scared because you know how cool the world is. And now my kid's getting ready to enter that a lot more. 
you know, and you never stop being, if you're a good mom, you never stop being a good mom. You never stop worrying about your kid. So I know, and I, the part, the reason why I'm crying, because I know I have to extend the umbilical cord and I don't want to. No, you have to cut it. Not no, it. no, <laughs> no, we're not doing that probably ever. She may try to cut it. She may cut it. I'm going to reattach it. I look, I look, I'll give you a few more inches, okay? Baby steps. We're going to start off, I'm going to give you one inch. All right. In five more years, I'll give you another inch. I don't, I, I'm the kangaroo mama with the baby kangaroo in my pouch. So when she's like 25, uh-huh. what, what topic would you just not want to talk about with her? Like, I mean, because we talk about Ooh. everything in our house. So like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, a topic that I would fear is some motherfucking guy breaks so hard or does something and I want to go fight him. You know, that's a hard one. And, and, and those are the kind of things that you cannot protect your child from heartbreak. You know, you can't protect them from that. And as a mom, you always want to be able to protect your baby, but I can't protect her from that. You know, all I can do is equip her with the skills that she needs to be able to handle situations. That's it. And always be there for her if she needs me. So here's a couple of real things. And because uh, I think I think the women out there would love to know what your take on it is because you are, you know, as open as you are. Um, here, so here's some scenarios. Mm-hmm. Daughter's 25 mm-hmm. comes in and says, I've quit college. I want to be a stripper. What do you say? Oh, that's easy. I mean, I, I started telling Scholar this probably in junior high. I was like, look. One can always be a stripper. Even fat women can be strippers. They just put you on during the lunch, the lunch, you know, time. You go then. I have always told her, own the strip club, though. That's what I want. I want you to own the strip club. I, I don't want you just to be a stripper. I mean, if you want to start off as a stripper, okay, but your goal should be to own the strip club and then own another one and then own a franchise of strip clubs. You know, I always want her to know, there's more, and you can achieve those things. And if I can help you get achieve those things, I will. Okay. Your daughter's 27. Uh-huh. I met a dude online. I want to go visit him in Nigeria. Okay, so let me see the – let me check and see how much tickets are for us to go. Us. And we're going to have a long motherfucking talk on the way to Nigeria. So you better make sure this is what you really want to do. So yeah, um, no, uh, uh-uh. she wouldn't go by herself. Oh, when Skylar turns twenty-one and thinks she's fucking really grown and can do whatever she wants to do, I'm just gonna put a microchip in her so I know where she is at all times. So yeah, yeah, no, we going to Nigeria. All right, she's thirty-three and comes to you. She's mm-hmm. married. Says, "Mom, I cheated on my husband. What should I do?" Girl, keep that lie. Take that lie <laughs> to your grave. <laughs> Don't say anything. <laughs> stick. If he finds out, lie. And stick to the lie for the rest of your life, especially if he makes good money. Just, just you know, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I, it didn't happen. I didn't do it. So, yeah. Okay. Last one. She's 30. Mom, I want to marry this guy, but he just comes way too quickly. What do I do? Oh, Jesus Christ. Beca- I asked that because we're uh, such an open family. 
I can see topics like this being mentioned. I'd be like, well, bitch, you got the ill nana. That's why he comes so quickly. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you. You're like, it, maybe your shit's just that good. That's something y'all need to talk about. Maybe you need to go to the doctor. And yeah, please, can we talk about something else now? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, thank you. All right, I hope that's it because I've cried, I've laughed. It's motherhood right there. So when we get back, we have a special segment that we're going to be highlighting some local small businesses that are getting ready to reopen, and we want to let you know about them and what they're doing for our community. We'll be right back. All right, so producer James and I wanted to figure out a way that we can help some local small businesses this, you know, as they recover from financially and business-wise from COVID-19 because, you know, producer James has his career, but we all are also small business owners and we had to close up shop and we were very fortunate to not have some of the hardships that other businesses are, businesses are having. Um, so we have, what do we have? Three, four, we have four local businesses. And when I say local, I mean in the Galveston County, Clear Lake areas, but, 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 but if you are in the Houston area, you most definitely, definitely can just hit 45 South and, you know, come and see these businesses or they go to their website. You can buy gift cards from those businesses. You can consult with these businesses or, I mean, make it a girl's weekend or something like that and come down and use some of their services. So let's see, we're going to go through four. You wanted to add anything before that? No, you're good. The first local business that we're highlighting is, it's not actually a business, it's a program that uh, owner Kathleen Chapman is presenting, and it is called Relationship Remedy, 90 Days to Freedom, Self-Love, and Connection. Kathleen is a medical support and spiritual hypnotherapist. She guides her clients to make lasting changes and heal from trauma, PTSD, self-sabotaging negative behaviors, single women trying to date in the year 2020, abuse of any kind, inner child healing, including natal regression and past life regressions. That would actually pretty, be pretty cool. I'm totally interested in the past life regressions. Um, her new program, Relationship Remedy, 90 Days to Freedom, Self-Love and Connection, is a series of 10 important inner and outer healing steps for women who are devoted, who have devoted their lives to raising amazing, amazing kids, and need some direction. We were just talking about that. You devote so much time and energy to raising kids, to be good people in the world, to being a good wife, being a good partner, you know, working, being a boss. And sometimes you look up, you're like, my kid has graduated. What do I do? Who am I? I, I, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Well, not only that, you know, if something happens, like if your husband leaves yes. or if your kids move yes. off, like you need people are skills. lost. Yes. Yeah. You ju we don't know. Sometimes we don't know what to do with ourselves just because our lives have revolved so much around doing things for others. Together, we can renew your body and mind for what's next to fully release guilt, pain and suffering. This allows our clients to step into their truth, embrace their own personal Zen and create a life worth living. The most important relationship we have is the one we have with ourselves. That is so very true. If you're interested in the relationship remedy that's provided by Kathleen Chapman, you can find her on Facebook at Kathleen, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N dot Chapman dot hypnosis. That is, I want to hear more about that. I, I, I've always been interested in uh, hypnosis, mostly for weight loss. I'm going to say, Kathleen, can you, can you do something to 
curve my appetite or make it so when I eat something, I don't taste nothing. Something. Please, Kathleen, tell me, go deep within and tell me why I'm still fat. Something's wrong, you know. Um, I would be very interested in the um, past life regression. That sounds pretty cool, actually. All right. Our next small business that we're highlighting is Dina Musa Realtor with Remax. Dina is a residential and commercial realtor. So if you're interested in looking for property to open up a small business, Dina's kind of the person you want to go contact. Um, she does commercial real, is a commercial realtor with special attention to each and every client. She is all about her clients, best interests, and a bulldog negotiator. That's important because a lot of times when people go to purchase their first home or if they're looking for space to open up a small business, there's so many things that go into it and a lot of people get taken advantage of. Well, and there's a lot of realtors that just process the transaction. Don't right. really guide or provide the best uh, they don't give guidance. guidance. Yeah, yeah. I, I need someone who's going to say, yes, we're looking at this house. I realize you're in love with it, but, you know, this is how much it's probably going to cost to manage this household. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. That, and, and something, some realtors, they just want to make the sale. Some want want the commission and right. don't care about the and customer. And they don't care about the customer, so that's great. She always treats her clients like family and always becomes close friends after the transaction. Please call Dina Musso if you're in the look for a residential or commercial real, real estate at 281-832-8194 or you can find her on Facebook under Dina Musso, and that's Musso, M-O-U-S-A, real estate agent at Remax Space Center. All righty, I like that, yeah. Because when you're buying a house, or even if you're looking for a place for your small business, that's a territory that you, we know nothing about. Absolutely. I mean, yeah. and buying a house is the single biggest transaction most people will ever do. It's, right. It's a, in some cases, one or two or three hundred thousand dollar transaction. Yeah, exactly. Huge. So you want someone that is really working for you and wants the best for you. And I think Dina is most definitely the person that you want to contact if you're in the market for a new home, which right now I think the market is pretty good for buying it a, a house. It's a buyer's market. Okay. Sure. All right. So um, our third business that we're spotlight spotlighting is the owner is Karen Alvinez and I must say I have already used her services twice. Um, Karen's my girl. She's the owner of KA Micro Salon, Salon, where she offers permanent cosmetics, facials, and lash extensions, as well as lash lips. She's located in Webster, Texas at 18096 Kings Row Suite, C, Houston, Texas, 77058. If you're in the... Um, NASA area. She's very close to them. She can do work by appointments. She can do work by appointments, so clients must call ahead to schedule. Her number is 713-614-3485, and I will say that Karen does my um, microblading for my eyebrows, and let me tell you, if you have never, ever, ever thought about getting your brows microbladed, it is such a time saver for when you're getting ready. Um, I have very thin eyebrows and I'm very dark complected. So when, before microblading, if I didn't wear makeup, you couldn't even tell that I really had eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around looking like Whoopi Goldberg. Like you just couldn't tell I had them. And um, I will say this, I got my uh, eyebrows microbladed before I found out about Karen. And let me tell you the difference, okay? The person that I used, was way in far Houston. 
they were set up in one of those buildings that has like a hundred different suites and it's just like okay it's a Saturday it's dark in here it's Freddy Krueger around the corner I got my eyebrows microbladed and they cost okay producer James didn't know this they cost three hundred dollars no and then I got ombre because she suggested that I get ombre so it was like fifty dollars more plus tip uh, Karen, it, her prices are phenomenal. <laughs> she, and that's why the last two, uh, the last two times I've gone, I've gone to Karen and she's so fast. The other person who microbladed me, it took two hours, two hours. So when I went to Karen, which is a totally different experience, Karen has a full staff. She's got assistants that are there to ask you what kind of eyebrows, eyebrows do you want? Karen asked me, send them pictures of eyebrows that you like and send me the eyebrows that you have now. Then her assistants make, make, assistants make sure you're comfortable. They do the numbing process. They do the shaping. You get to see what your brows are going to look like before she actually starts the process. And it was a day I had to pick scholar up from school, and I was like, oh, am I going to make it on time? And she's like, what are you worried about? It took 30 minutes. That was it. The longest time took, it, it took the longest to get the numbing, which was just like 15 minutes, okay? So you're literally in and out. And I will tell you this, a lot of the times when you get microblading, the peeling is so horrible. It, it's just, it's, it's, it's almost traumatic, okay? But I will say this with, with Karen, mine were in the middle of the peeling process and I was getting compliments on my eyebrows. Okay, so that does not happen very often. Again, that is KA Micro Salon. You can find them on Facebook. You can also find them on Instagram. If you wanna call and schedule an appointment, Karen's number is 713-614-3485. And last, this business is actually in the same town that I'm in. It is called Zen Spas. And I, I don't know if you all noticed or not, all of these are female business owners. I mean, that is amazing that we get to hot, not only high, uh, highlight a business, but this is really boss babying it up right here that all four are female owners. Um, Zen Spa is owned by Rebecca Dow. Um, Zen Spa is a holistic day spa offering a variety of massage treatments and skin care services. If you're interested, you can find Zen Spas at 504 FM 517 Road W in Dickinson, Texas 77539. You can go down there to Zen Spa, you know, you can get a massage, you can, uh, they got all kinds of stuff. I saw today they were doing, um, they were doing yoga out there and they were doing virtual yoga and then they were doing yoga like a 10 person class um when you're done there you just go straight and come right down to sassy class boutique and you'll see my face um if you're interested in setting up an appointment you can contact rebecca at 281-697-7119 you can email her at zen that's z-e-n spas any with an s dot c-o at gmail.com or you can go to their website that is zenspas.com. Alrighty, ladies. I'm so excited that each one of you is getting uh, ready to reopen. Uh, I'm excited to be in the same community with so many fantastic businesses that are owned by women. And I hope you guys get to contact each one of them and you have a fantastic experience. This is something that we're gonna be highlighting. Um, we're gonna be doing this for what, the next two months? highlighting different businesses and if there's special promotions and things like that we most definitely want to tell our Libra Lounge audience and again 
to all the moms out there, um, to the grandmothers raising kids, to the dads who are raising kids, to the aunts that are raising kids, to moms that have adopted kids. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Sometimes being a mom is a thankless job, but it is a job that we keep doing, we love, and hopefully you get to have a break from your kid. I didn't say that out loud. And you get to go maybe set up an appointment at Zen Spa or at KA Salon or I don't know, damn it, go pick out a new house. I'm like, you know what? It's time for me to have a new house and I want a wing all to myself. On okay? my own house. Call, yeah, I, I want my own there. little damn house by the water. Contact Dina. And if you are, you know, wanting to learn more about yourself, you're wanting to empower yourself more, become one with yourself, most definitely hit up Kathleen. We want to wish you all a great rest of the week and a great Mother's Day, and we will catch you next week. It's the Lieber Lounge. The Lieber Lounge.